Here's a message from Ken Lavica. One quarterback takes Ivermectin and hasn't performed well in the playoffs in his career. Another is the greatest of all time, yet he's never satisfied. Yet another quarterback has endless weapons but spent last Super Bowl on his back. And then there's a quarterback who's the top seed and nobody saw it coming. Where's the most pressure? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It just feels like it's all shaping up to a big pressure bubble in the cold this weekend in Green Bay. It just feels that way in the NFL playoffs. Hi, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's a Wednesday, and that means with this new two-hour circus that we have, 12 to 2, it means Jeanette Javier. We haven't had her yet because I either haven't been here or people have been sick and in protocols Yet here she is, Jeanette Javier, making her her true Wednesday debut on Ken Levick Alive and f- complete with a shot from Evan leading in. Hola! Just like the, old times. Just like old. Nothing has changed, Man, it's really. It's so good. Nothing so, has changed. Jeanette here every Wednesday on Ken Levick Alive. Stone LeBanowitz Friday Night Lights running things, making sure everything runs smoothly until 2 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the still cold, uncomfortably so, Intracoastal. All right, Jeanette. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Jeanette, still basking in the glow of world championship football, of a Super Bowl from a year ago, complete with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, throwing trophies from one boat to another, and he is still alive, he is still kicking, despite a depleted wide receiver core, and I suppose... What, I don't have a lot of experience with this. Being uh, Growing up a Bears fan and mm-hmm. now adopting the Dolphins and following both teams, I don't know what playoff pressure really feels like. I have no idea as a fan what it feels like. I have a lot of experience in the NBA realm growing mm-hmm. up a Bulls fan. We won a lot of championships when I was a kid. Thanks, M. Jeff. What's up? Um, but I, from a football standpoint, I got nothing. I got nothing. And my college team, FAU, when they won, they like, really won like Mm -hmm. embarrassed opponents it was never a question of if they were going to win a conference usa championship it was by how much Mm -hmm. so now you have tom brady you've adopted him as your own you've brought him into your football bosom and you love him like no other absolutely Uh uh-huh he's your boy guilty Uh uh-huh uh what does playoff pressure feel like after you win a super bowl it is one of the most nervous yet exciting things you so could you're probably ever. Absolutely. Because I just feel like now you're dealing in anything is added bonus. You got what you were looking for. Everything else is added bonus. Yeah, now. but you want to continue, especially since you brought the whole they brought the whole team back from the from the okay. Super Bowl. So they kind of they put it back down on the line. They laid it on the line, and so that's where Buccaneers fan Jeanette feels pressure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So there's expectations from Jeanette's standpoint. Tom Brady, we know, we know that Tom Brady always puts expectations on himself. He's competitive. For sure. He yells at people. He throws tablets and why, breaks them. Why do you always focus on the negative? Well, I'm he just is saying. the goat of the sport. There are very positive things to Tom Brady. I'm just Brady. saying you could lay off of the tablets. I mean, those things are very expensive. I I, I would be able and prob- willing to use one for my child instead of having him spike it into the turf. Hey, Tom Brady, please buy Ken Levick and everybody in his family That's a actually, tablet actually. So, so he can just... Pop off. I'd be sort of into that, actually. Tommy, hit me up. Please. So there's pressure. Tom Brady's putting pressure on himself. Jeanette's putting pressure on Tom Brady. But then there's a different type of pressure. There's a, I know I haven't lived up to expectation. Like Tom Brady, seven rings. He's exceeded any expectation with one Super Bowl, Mm. let alone the six others that he's won and the countless others where he has been in the Super Bowl and he has had an opportunity to win a championship but has fallen short. What if I were to tell you that there is a guy who has put up the best numbers in the sport over and over and over and over again? 
He arguably has the best pure quarterback mechanics and the best pure talent of any quarterback that we've ever seen in NFL history. Yet he's only been to two Super Bowls, and he's only won one, and it's been a decade since he's been to a Super Bowl. And he plays a home playoff game this weekend against a team that's inherently a bad matchup against his because that team in the San Francisco 49ers can run the ball into your groin over and over (laughs) and over and over again. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. It's ouchie, ouchie in the, the cold nether regions. And that man I'm speaking of is Aaron Rodgers. If you want to talk pressure, and it depends how you define pressure. Uh-huh. To me, like jumping on the air every day, having fun with you guys, that's not pressure. Mm-hmm. That's fun. But there is an inherent pressure to put together a good show, produce content to where businesses say, hey, you know what? I'd like to latch onto that. I'd mm-hmm. like to spend money. I'd like to pay salaries. I'd like to keep ESPN West Palm up and running. There's an inherent pressure in that, but it's not overwhelming because we're confident in what we're doing mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers is confident in what he's doing, except that he's been arguably the best in the sport or one of the best in the sport every single season, yet it's been a decade since he's been in that one game that really defines legacies. Mm -hmm. And so after the season he's had, yeah, I'm immunized. What does that mean? I'm immunized. What does that mean? Uh Uh-oh, I'm in protocols. And then, hey, don't worry, Dr. Joe Rogan's taking care of me. Don't worry, I'm, uh, I, I'm taking horse dormer, because Dr. Joe Rogan told me to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I lied to everybody, and I put people's health at risk, but still, love me, love me. Pat McAfee, have me on the show, love me. All the while, <laughs> I'm putting together back-to-back MVP seasons, though I'm the most divisive character in the sport. And now here we are, I got the top seed in the NFL But I've got a rough matchup coming to Lambeau even before we get to an NFC Championship game. That feels like pressure, right, Jeanette? Yes, absolutely. That's a lot of pressure for a guy that has a lot of pride, for a guy that was very vocal through conduits that he didn't really want to be in Green Bay Mm -hmm. anymore in the offseason, and he brought attention to himself, and he stole all of the glean from the NFL draft saying, Oh, I want to go to San Francisco. This is the team, by the way. Yep. That he wanted to go to. Yep. Reportedly. Yep. So there's a lot of pressure on this guy. In a place that, and I've lived in Wisconsin, and I covered the Packers for an entire year. And let me tell you, there is nothing quite like the 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 zombie following that the Packers have. Because it's not just a city. It's not just Green Bay. It's not just Milwaukee. It's not just Madison. It's that whole damn state that loves Wisconsin. And some other parts of the Midwest, too, that are right next to Wisconsin, so I've heard, that kind of just Mm -hmm. latch on to Yeah, there's some... some, some, Like Ohio, I heard there's a little bit of Ohio up in there, if my geography's correct. No, your geography's not correct at all. Ohio's not really near Wisconsin. It's not really next to Wisconsin? Uh, Illinois... Minnesota. Illinois. Maybe Illinois is what I'm thinking about. The Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Illinois is what I'm talking about. I'm not good with the Midwest. (laughs) I've never really been there. How Michigan was able to gain the Upper Peninsula and not allow Wisconsin to have it? That's one of the great questions in American history. It's attached to Wisconsin, yet it belongs to Michigan. What what was happening there, Wisconsin? Yet anyways, yes, but that whole area. (laughs) Well, actually, we'll get an answer to that by the end of the show, how the Upper Peninsula of Michigan ended up in Michigan and not Wisconsin. I ask myself that every day, Ken, every day. How did that happen, Wisconsin? Why are you so soft? Midwest! Yeah, exactly. uh, Midwest questions abound. But this is pressure because the Packers fans, they are demanding. And there's tradition. And... This is Aaron Rodgers. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer. This is an all-time great. And you just wonder how many times he thinks about the playoff failures. Now, let me ask you, Janelle, when you screw up at work or in your personal life, mm-hmm. how long on average does it take you to get over it? Depends. With what it, I, I think more about work. Okay. Like when I mess up here. So let's think studio. of the let's think of the yeah the equivalent the radio equivalent of Aaron Rodgers not getting to a Super Bowl despite and he's going to win the MVP again this year unless you're Hubarkish um uh, he's going to win another MVP this year yet you come short of the Super Bowl again that'd be the equivalent of like someone swearing repeatedly over the air and you not dumping it Absolutely. how long how long would that stick with you that would stick with me probably for a good month. 
Yeah. Because I'm assuming I would be suspended <laughs> there'd immediately. Be sus- yeah, there'd be a suspension So process. there's like yeah. at least two weeks where I'm just going to sit at my house and do nothing but dwell yeah. on it. Yeah. And then I'm going to be super paranoid because it was a huge mistake. Yeah. So it's something I'm going to be, it's going to be lingering at least for a month. Think about it. For a decade, Aaron Rodgers has come short of the Super Bowl and has had not just one month to think about it, but two, three, four months to think about it before a next season comes. And that's the height of your career. That's in, but in your career. That's what the defines Super Bowl. you. Exactly. Like you'll be able to overcome the mistake you made Absolutely. by putting together good content because you're funny and you're entertaining and we'll move on. Nobody will remember that. But people like us, dopes like us who do talk on the radio about sports, we focus on that failure. From Aaron Rodgers. And you're constantly reminded when you, yeah. as you're a quarterback of that team. Exactly. You're the most important position, most important player mm-hmm. on the best team mm-hmm. this time around. That's pressure. That's how you define pressure. It's not just me noticing this or Jeanette noticing this or Stone noticing this. Rob Ninkovich was on Get Up this morning, and I thought Rob Ninkovich... Uh, brought to the forefront something that we really, truly don't think about because we say, oh, athletes, they have a short memory. No problem. He thinks Aaron Rodgers absolutely still thinks about falling short in the postseason, and that looms large going into this weekend. Usually you don't talk about that, and it's kind of you keep it close to your chest. And, and I can think back to losing an AFC championship game, and the second that you lose um, in a big game, especially in the playoffs, you think about the whole season and all the risk that you had to take to get to that point and how much more work you have to do to get back to that same spot. You got to go through all the OTAs, all the off season. You got to go through training camp, 17 games now, and you have to stay healthy, which is not easy to do. We see guys every single year. They're not, they're not playing at the end. So, you know, I, I think that when he talks about the mortality side of things, he's also looking at, at the end of my career, they're going to look at one championship ring. And you look at Tom Brady, he's got seven championship rings. So I think he's definitely aware of the fact that in the playoffs, he has come short. It's been 12 years since he's been in a Super Bowl. And, and I think really that's probably bothering him a little bit. That's a good point by Rob Ninkovich, too. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. Not everybody can put together the Tom Brady clean eating routine and play Mm-mm. until they're 50, right? Mm-mm. Avocado tequila, that alone. I mean, that's just... Repulsive? That's just heinous. It's disgusting. <laughs> the, I'm a big tequila guy. When avocado gets involved in the mix, eh-eh. Defeats the whole happen. purpose. It absolutely defeats the whole purpose. But it's a superfood. I don't care. I want to get drunk. Mm-mm. Uh, Acai, my tequila <laughs> next. Get yeah. out of here. Right, get out of here. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll eat that like Wednesday morning when it's not. you're not allowed to drink tequila, I think. 38 years Oops. old, Aaron Rodgers. So this is... He could very well call it quits after this season. He could retire. Like Stone, would you be surprised if Aaron Rodgers retired? 1,000%. You would be surprised? 1,000%. I mean, this, I feel like this is what he wants us to think. He wants us to play along with him. We'll see him in a, a, a cool uniform sooner or D- later. Uh, would you be surprised if he said farewell to Green Bay after the season? Then? Not surprised okay, at all. Okay, so... This might be his last chance. Stone thinks it might be his last chance in a Packers uniform where he will go to the Hall of Fame with that that uh, green and white G, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might step away at some point. This is a guy, Jeanette, who doesn't like to be criticized. He puts himself out there to be criticized. You can tell he wants people to like him. You can tell when he starts busting out terms like cancel culture on the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. He clearly is bothered by the criticism he gets. I could see him stepping away from this entire thing. No, I see him with the Packers as well. I agree with Stone that he might stick stick with the pa- the the Packers. Well, he, Stone thinks he's going to leave the Packers. He's staying the oh, NFL. Oh, sorry, no, no. Okay, so uh, sorry. So you think he might stay it. with the Packers? No. Okay. I think he might stay with the NFL. I completely okay. retract what I said. He might stay with the NFL, uh-huh. but leave the Packers. Okay. She completely he's retracts. A, that was very official, by the way. I do what completely I can sometimes. Retract. Yeah. But no, because he's obviously very frustrated with the organization. The offseason clearly prove that and I think he wants to go somewhere else but he re- he's very also self-aware so you reckon totally. he recognizes he still has all the talent to take a team somewhere yeah further well let's look at the possibilities okay let's just strictly look at the possibilities when we're talking where the most pressure is in this NFL playoff weekend we're out of super wild card weekend and we're into I don't know, um, uh, demonish divisional round. I have no idea what they're actually going to call it. Divisional round, so lame coming off of Super Wild Card weekend. Um, but- you could add some swag to it. Divisional round, 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 round. <laughs> or you could just repeat round over and over again. <laughs> and then echo. Yes, it's very dramatic. Well done. That was much better than demonic divisional round. <laughs> uh, 
But the possibilities are Aaron Rodgers at 38 years old, top seed in the NFC, the favorites now to win the Super Bowl, according to Las Vegas. He has the 49ers. That's a nemesis. That's a team that he reportedly wanted to go to. He is 38 years old. After a a, a controversy-filled season, he is going to win back-to-back MVPs. All of these, he hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 12 years. He has one Super Bowl win compared to Tom Brady's seven. Mm. All of those things combine for pressure. Mm. Aaron Rodgers can say all he wants, hey, it's just another game. But it's not. It's not. And Aaron Rodgers spoke about it yesterday with media in Green Bay. He was asked, how does he deal with pressure? And he tried, Jeanette, listen closely, he tried he tried so hard to make it seem as if, hey, I'm just cool, calm, collected, California Aaron Rodgers. I think football mortality is something that we all think about. And we all think about how many opportunities we're going to be afforded moving forward. And each one is special. Each season is different and, and unique in its own way, as has this one been. There's four teams left on the NFC side. We're one of them. We get to host playoff games. Uh, this is a special opportunity. Uh, we're not going to make it bigger than it uh, than it is. We've gotten this far, being level-headed and even-keeled, and not riding a roller coaster of emotions. And we're going to keep on doing the same thing. So, if it was good enough to get us this far, it's good enough to get us past this point. So, I'm excited about our opportunity. Excited about the leadership we have on the football team. Excited about the guys coming back, and excited to have a full full crowd uh, this year as opposed to. Was last year. So, where he's going with that, too. He's doing the good leader thing. Calm, mm-hmm. collected, even keeled. But then at the end, there's the excuse. Oh, we didn't win last year against Tampa because we didn't have a full Lambeau field. You can tell. You can tell. That's how you know he's thinking back. That's how you know that he's fixated on what happened last season in the NFC Championship game. Oh, I'm looking forward to having a full field this time. At Lambeau, it still sticks with him because he's human. Because he knows when he's talking about football mortality that this might be the last time he's in a position like this. I'm telling you, that's pressure. The ghost of the game is still there in his head. Yes. Lingering, just walking around him as he's trying to decide how to approach the And it's not just last year. He's got like 10 or 11 ghosts swirling around him (laughs) right now. I mean, this is a guy who's thrown a Hail Mary in a playoff game to send it overtime and then promptly lost after four plays in Arizona. This is a guy who has done the impossible. He's lost at home several times in games where the Packers were favorites and couldn't get the job done. So this is pressure. But let's not forget, you have Tom Brady, who you can bet's putting pressure on himself. Of course. Because everybody's expecting, finally, for the other shoe to drop and him to get old. Everybody's looking for an excuse to say, up oh, there we go, now Tom's washed. And he knows it. Mm-hmm. That's pressure. And he puts it on himself. There's Patrick Mahomes, who last year we thought they were going to roll in the Super Bowl. We didn't like the matchup that Tampa had with Kansas City. And then Tampa Bay promptly deposited Patrick Mahomes on his back about 14,000 yep. times. Yep. In that game. Yep. He's got the best weapons of anybody in the NFL remaining in the playoffs. And then there's Tennessee, where they have the top seed inexplicably <laughs> in the AFC. They have that one next to their name. That's big time pressure. There's still teams remaining, still teams alive. I think Aaron Rodgers has the most pressure. But where is the most pressure living right now? Where is the pressure taking up residence? They're paying rent right now in what city remaining in the NFL playoffs what quarterback team combo has the most pressure remaining in the NFL playoffs 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and you can tweet at us at always at ESPN West Palm again 888-760-3776 where does the most pressure reside right now in the NFL playoffs as Jeanette has named it the divisional round, 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 round. Round. You have to, you have to slowly whisper as you keep. Oh, you have to wor- divisional round, 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 round. There you go. Isn't that better? There you go. Okay, it brings Thank you. a little bit. It's actually kind of spooky. Who has the most <laughs> pressure in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's quickly get to the phones. We're going to kick things off in Wellington with Mike. Mike, you're on Kelnevik Alive. Hey, Mike. 
Hey, Ken, thanks for taking my call, guys. I think uh, I think the Bucks got a lot of pressure on them right now. And I think that they're really trying to, not that just because I'm a Bucks fan, but I think they would really like to go back-to-back to show everyone that they didn't win just because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, we had the healthiest team in the league. I think a lot of pressure is there because of that COVID win last year. And... I think that they're really trying to make a statement, and uh, we got a lot of pressure this week. The Rams—they're—they're they're strong. They got a good—they um, got a good front defensive line there, especially with uh, Sam Donald. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on our offensive line having to come back healthy. Hopefully, Jensen and Wirfs are back, as uh, we're really going to need them. But um, I really want to win this Super Bowl. I'm sure they do too. Just to put all that aside, saying we only won it because of those weird COVID situations and no crowds and. That's just my take, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, Mike. You know, and I, I, I get that. As as a Heat fan, it drives me crazy when uh, guys like Giannis and Tenacupo to the Athletic talk about how, oh, the Heat were built to be a bubble team, but if it was a regular year, things would have been different. What does that even mean? I know. And that's that, that, that thought that the pandemic year invalidates an accomplishment, an achievement, it's annoying. But it's prevalent. And I actually, I agree with Mike. There is a semblance of pressure there, I think, because the Bucks did it in a pandemic year. And then you have some that are going to say, and they, they, they got to play in their home stadium. That invalidates the Super Bowl. One, they earned it. Well, that was the first thing I was going to yeah. say. But two, I think going through a season where there was no true road disadvantage, no true road disadvantage, and everybody really was on an even playing field. It's the same story with the Heat in the bubble. That made it more difficult. If anything, it's a greater accomplishment to have won a championship in a pandemic year. All I can do is roll my eyes to like the back of my... It just sounds like an excuse. For Giannis <laughs> to is. pull that out, it sounds it like is. the biggest it is an excuse. excuse. Sorry, it, you sound like a sore loser. And dude. anybody who breaks that out against the Buccaneers is just like Giannis. It's an excuse. It's, mm-hmm. it's sour grapes. It's petty, and it's wrong. But Mike also brought up the Rams. Like, the Rams have gone all in. Like, Stone, the Rams have gone all in. You go get Stafford. You poach him on a vacation trip to Mexico <laughs> <laughs> where, where Sean McVay magically <laughs> ran into him in Baja, California. All right? You, you, you force the trade. He comes to L.A. You go get OBJ. OBJ's father is the executive of the year for, yeah. for the video he made about Baker Mayfield yeah. forcing him to Los Angeles. You have gone all in. If it doesn't happen this year for the Rams, it's probably not happening. This is the window right here. That's pressure, too. Pressure lives big time in L.A. with a chance to, like the Bucks last year, play on your home field for a championship. You said it. I mean, the window is open. And I, I think it's weird how we mentioned that last weekend was a legacy game for him, but we're not going to talk about this weekend. This weekend. He finally got the win for the first time in right. his career. He finally got a win. Congratulations. Now you got the big bad Tom Brady. This mm-hmm. is a legacy game. More so than last week. More he, so he got than over the hump week. once, and now like there, because again, yeah, it, it's late in his career too, and he just got the first playoff win. You're allowed to lose an NFC Championship game to Aaron Rodgers. But <laughs> if yeah. you get there... Golf clap. I right. mean, we'll give you that. But right. you got to get there. But if you get there, you get the free pass, yeah. in my opinion. And the Rams, the Rams definitely, they don't have the, the biggest window. We're not talking bay windows here. Bay windows are very beautiful, by the way. Bay windows? Bay windows, yes. What are those? Large. This is a, They're big. The lo- That's why I said not exactly a bay window. Oh, I was going to say. I thought maybe you would be, I don't know, I didn't know why I thought. That was probably sexist of me. I thought you would be, you would know about like interior design and windows. No, I that was do a, not. Kevin. That was a big, wow. huge whiff on my part. Where does the okay, NFL? Okay, bougie man, you bougie sexist man. <laughs> oh man, where does the <laughs> bougie sexist man? Exactly. That's me, Ken Levicka. <laughs> Hello. Where does the most NFL pressure live right now in the postseason? Is it Tampa with Brady? Because they've had their, uh, their, their pandemic championship invalidated. Is it where I think Aaron Rodgers, because it's been a decade of not going to the big game, it's been a decade of falling short of expectation. Is it Los Angeles where Matt Stafford has a bigger legacy game? I agree with Stone on that. A bigger legacy game than he did last week. Uh, or Tennessee where they're the one seed. That's right. 
The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC goes through Nashville. What about Mahomes with all those weapons? The dynasty, that's on the line here. Where does the most pressure live in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to social media on the other side of this break, and we'll take your calls as well. But I want to remind you that the uh, Ken LaVica Live is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Here's the thing about Dr. Jim Reardon and that program. They don't feel any pressure. Want to know why? Because they know they're the best. They know that if you get a degree, you get your MBA in sport management with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, you're going to get a job in sports. You're on the right track. You're on the path. Because that's the red carpet. That's how you get a job in sports. Why are they so confident that an MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic is your path to the sports industry? Because Dr. Jim Reardon brings in professors that are in the sports industry. You're learning firsthand modern-day knowledge. This isn't abacus stuff from the 70s. Uh-uh. These are firsthand experiences from people currently in the business. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up now for summer semester courses and fall semester courses. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Let's fill them up here. Most pressure in the NFL playoffs. Where does it live? Quarterback team combo. Where is the most pressure right now with the teams remaining in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. She's Jeanette Javier. Don't ask her about interior design. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Hi. Brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. I am Ken LaVica, Jeanette Javier, her typical Wednesday spot. She's going to grace us with her presence tomorrow here on Ken LaVica Live as well. Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz. Bay Windows, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and I said that, that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is, or the, no, the Rams. The Rams were the analogy. Yes. The Rams window is closing, and it's not exactly a Bay window. So I just want to revisit that for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. One... I don't know where that came from and why I referenced bay windows, though I just knew they were big for some reason. Okay. Big bay windows. Jeanette had no idea what I was talking about. Friday Night Lights, who I do appreciate going with the thigh season uh, five-inch inseams uh, with the shorts today. Appreciate you. There's no way in hell he knew anything about bay windows, okay? But Jeanette, during the break, you did some research. And where are you most predominantly going to find bay windows in a home? And right, rich white people houses. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, first, rich white people houses, yes. But also in like a breakfast nook. A breakfast right? nook. Or like yes. a sunroom. Yes. Right? Okay. So, some, so again, I have no like- idea where that came from. I've never owned a home with a bay window. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a bay window, but I do know they're big. And the Rams window, not a bay window. No, I've only seen these type of windows in like Home Alone, that Home Alone house or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, a, that, that house definitely has a bay window. Yeah, it absolutely does. The north suburbs of Chicago do not mess around when it comes to money <laughs> and rich white people. Ken Levick alive with Jeanette Javier here on ESPN 106.3. Where is the most pressure in the NFL playoffs? We've been talking predominantly quarterback and team combos. For me, I think it's Aaron Rodgers because it's been... 12 years, as Rob Ninkovich put it, we heard from him, uh, his appearance on Get Up. uh, We heard from him in the first uh, couple of minutes of the show. Uh, It's been 12 years since he's been to a Super Bowl. He's only got the one Super Bowl. He lost in his second appearance. And now he's 38 years old, and he has had one hell of a season, both on the field success-wise and then off the field from a controversial standpoint. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of people looking for him to fail. One, because... He has a reputation, which I think is unfair, but he has it. But two, because people are openly going to be rooting against him because of what he stood for or hasn't stood for during the season as well when it comes to vaccinations and being misleading and then acting like a victim with the entire thing. So there's a lot of pressure coming from all directions for a variety of reasons with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's why there's more so than... Tom Brady, who's got the seven rings. I think for him, and I know you disagree because you're a Bucks fan, but Tom Brady, anything for him is like added value. He, yes. Okay. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 uh, again, Bucks fans, I get why it's annoying to hear that, oh, it's pandemic year. That's why you want a championship. It sounds like an excuse and it's absolutely not. They worked hard for it. They had they none of their playoff games were at home mm-hmm. compared to this season. So if anything, last season might have a little more value than yeah. this season. Yeah. So it's I don't agree with that at all. We've talked about the Rams. We've talked about the Chiefs. We haven't even mentioned the Bills yet. The Bills are coming off of a perfect game mm-hmm. with touchdowns on every single possession against seven. the vaunted Patriots. Seven drives, seven touchdowns. Yep. And then there's Josh Allen, who now he's 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 sort of the uh, the apple of everybody's quarterback eye. We love him. He's a freak, which is he's really weird. Big old corn-fed quarterback freak. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, apparently like playing in the cold, but he disproved that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but he practiced indoors. The Bills are soft. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Like, there's pressure there. Because I think that there's this, we want the Bills to win because it's fun and they're cute and we throw ourselves through tables. I, I, I definitely think that there's it's this. It's a weekend. Just a normal weekend plan. You know, that's what you do in Buffalo when it's snowy. <laughs> exactly. Where is the most pressure in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. To beautiful Boynton Beach. That's where Eddie is. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, how you doing, Ken? Good, buddy. Hey, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, so in my Florida Evans... Uh a voice, damn, damn, damn. It has to be the Rams, man. Yeah. It has to be the Rams. Yeah. They, they mortgaged two first-round picks to get Matthew Stafford, who had done nothing really in Detroit. You got people quitting before their primes over there, and, you know, he has never won a, a playoff game, so he got a little monkey off his back. But the Rams, like as you had you know mentioned earlier, they uh, their, their window is kind of closing a little bit, and they say, you know what, F it. We're going to go and get our number one quarterback. We're going to give up two-round picks, and we're going to go for it this year. If they don't make it this year, I mean, two years ago, they went to the Super Bowl with Jared F. and Goff. <laughs> They're going to use it now. Uh-huh. Are that, you kidding me? That actually this is his, just, I mean, that's his parental given middle name, by the way. Uh, I, I mean, Eddie, you agree with Friday Night Lights. And, and listen, I, I, I see exactly the point you're making. Because, again, more so, Aaron Rodgers has a window because he's old. The Rams have a window because of how they built this team. And Matt yeah. Stafford, Matt Stafford's not young. Matt Stafford's not young by right. any stretch. It seems like it's got to happen this year or it's not happening at all. Absolutely. And you also go with the quarterback that has the least amount of ex- uh, of excuses. Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it this year. Oh, I had a lot of turmoil all year. Yeah. I've been blasting the media. Tom Brady, he's got 27,000 uh, rings already. <laughs> Mahomes won it the year prior. You know, this sure. is the guy. This sure. is the guy. It has to be Stafford, man. Yeah, you're right. In Stafford excuse, and appreciate the call, Stafford's excuse would just be, ah, I threw the ball to the other team too much. I mean, he has... <laughs> Oops. Yeah, whoopsies. He has the, the, the least amount of, of fallback excuses because this was his salvation. Leaving Detroit mm-hmm. to go to Los Angeles, this was going to be his football utopia. This is where he stepped to the doors and they said, come in, sit by the fire. Let me make you a meal. This was supposed to be where he... Where, here's my bay window. <laughs> yeah, here's my bay window. Sit and have breakfast in the nook. <laughs> exactly. That is where that is where uh, uh, Matt Stafford was supposed to have his success. 888-760-3776. Where is the most NFL playoff pressure right now? Our man Skyler is in Texas. What's going on, Skyler? Hey, y'all. I, uh, I'm going to say it's not on Aaron Rodgers just based on the fact that that team, the Packers, are getting healthier than anyone else yeah. um, coming to this point in the season. So you think – Where I see the most pressure – From an outsider – sorry, Scott, I'll let you get to that, that second point. From an outsider's perspective, uh, we're going to put pressure on them because they're getting healthier, but in that locker room, you're saying there's an inherent confidence now because they are getting more healthy than any other team. Absolutely, and that's what you would want your locker room to yep, feel. Absolutely. Um, but then with the next point, we've got an, basically an AFC championship matchup with the Chiefs and Bills. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it a little bit, but the Chiefs are looking to reestablish themselves as that dominant AFC team, and the Bills need this signature playoff win, So especially coming off of that perfect uh, offensive game last week. Yeah, the pressure's on after that because the Bills' offense is good, the Dable offense is good, but once you do that, how can you come up with an encore? That's the thing. As you said, Jeanette, seven possessions, seven touchdowns against mighty Belichick and his son. How do you follow up? 
How do you follow up with that? Because anything, anything short of mowing down the Chiefs defense, which is difficult to do, vastly improved from a year ago, we're going to say, uh oh, the Bills are flawed. It's tough to follow that up. It's what Stone said earlier. It's the legacy right there. That's, yep. This is going to be his legacy right here. And especially because this is a season, Stone, where the Chiefs, they started out, it wasn't just average. There were bad moments with the Chiefs. Then they found their 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 ilk again, and they're able to, they've, they've sort of toned it down from an explosive play standpoint, but they've become more consistent. This is the test to see if that actually works for a championship now. I like it better that way. I like starting off slow. I mean, Brady won a Super Bowl last year starting off slow. you got to figure it out. But I think last weekend we saw flashes of what they were capable of doing. Mind you, they come out and put Patrick Mahomes in the backfield and run a triple option zone read, play with Travis Kelsey, and he throws a slant for a touchdown. So I think we're starting to see their swagger come out at the right time. I think they know what they're doing. They've all been here. I think they click. I think this is tough for Josh Allen, but I think the Chiefs are gaining steam. And they that's are. Not anybody wants. That's what's tricky for the Bills because I think America is backing the Bills now. Even last week, Dolphins fans. I want to see the Bills beat up on the Patriots. That was a thing. I think America wants the Bills because the Bills are cute and cuddly and you like Stephon Diggs and you like Josh Allen and you like Motor Singletary. I really like Motor Singletary. Mm-hmm. Go FAU. Wow. I think America wants the Bills to win. This is a very unscientific claim that I'm making, but it feels like America wants the Bills to win. Yeah, because your example of the Patriots versus the Dolphins is not necessarily the best example. I feel like the Dolphins root against the Patriots in every yeah, scenario. Yeah. AFC East <laughs> is generally going to be the Patriots versus everybody else. Yes. Uh, where is the most pressure in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Damon is in Delray. Hey, Damon. What's up, Ken? Congrats again, my man. Thanks, brother. Congrats on everything. Yeah, I always... Uh, Two-part. First of all, you, you're right. Rodgers, there's another part of that that I think is pressure on him. He's got one Super Bowl win, yeah. okay? And he's already being talked about as one of the greatest. I mean, that, that, that SOB Tom Brady is going, I mean, he is absolutely hands down the greatest. As a Dolphin fan, it hurts, but it's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's won rings with how many different teams without Hall of Famers around him. But Aaron Rodgers, if he gets another Super Bowl, He's in that conversation of, you know, people, some people will think he is one of, if not the best quarterback ever, having more than just one ring. Um, another bit of pressure, though, on Mahomes. I mean, you had Mike Greenberg referring to Mahomes as Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, okay? He's, he's, you, we both know he's pulled back some. He wins another title. He's back up there as, you know, future Hall of Famer and, you know, that kind of hype. You know, so anyway, thanks for taking the call, man. Congrats as normal. Damon, you're the best. Appreciate you. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. This would just solidify it if he's able to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But for him, how he's remembered legacy, and this is most players, but especially him because he's inherently sensitive, I think. You think. <laughs> this is a massive thing for him. Mm-hmm. This is a massive thing for him. We know he has insecurities. Mm-hmm. You would have insecurities, too, if you, you you followed Brett Favre, and it took a while for your fan base to actually warm up to you. But Aaron Rodgers, again, is someone who wants to be liked. Yes. He wants to be liked. He wants to be respected. Some players don't care. Like, Tom Brady wants to be liked, but I also think Tom Brady has an inherent ability to just you know walk through crap and he'll be fine on the other side. Because Giselle's there waiting for him. Life He's also is good. a leader. He's a great leader. Yeah, and I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers is a great leader, but in a in a more insecure way. <laughs> yes. if, that may, if that makes sense, he doesn't take the outside noise nearly as well as Tom Brady did. Maybe that was the Patriots insulation that he learned. No, Rogers is always looking for an excuse or some yeah. finger to point. Yeah, and I, I think it's easy though because he's been in the same era as Brady for us to try and cut down Aaron Rodgers for not doing something that's extremely difficult, which is get to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But when you start to get over a decade of not getting to the Super Bowl, it's hard to defend the greatness of Aaron Rodgers because we haven't seen it on the biggest stage in so long. We know it's there, Mm -hmm. but we haven't seen it on the biggest stage. And we're a very myopic society. We're a very, hey, unless we see you do it here, then we can't appreciate what you've done 
all the other times that you've taken the field. That's our fault as a society, but the way we gauge things as sports fans, that's sort of how we do it. And that's where Aaron Rodgers has fallen woefully short and he's a chance to redeem himself. Especially with him and his personality, he makes such a big deal out of everything. It's hard not just to ignore what his off-the-field stuff yeah. does or anything to his personality. He's his own worst enemy sometimes. Absolutely. With the things he says, the way he reacts, the way he feels about things, for sure. He's, he's not, <laughs> his crime is not being robotic. No. Like Tom Brady was in New England. No, 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 no. But also, he does some questionable things. And he says some questions. Yeah, and his things. judgment isn't isn't great. That's why I think there's pr- so much pressure on Aaron Rodgers. One, because it's been a while. And two, because there are an appreciable number of football fans and casual fans that are rooting against Aaron Rodgers in this postseason. And he's at home as the one seed against a team that the Packers don't match up well against particularly. So this is pressure-packed for me. Where is the biggest NFL pressure in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Get to your social media posts uh, when we come back here on the other side. But let me tell you about a non-pressure freeway to get through South Florida. Jeanette can attest to it. It's taking the train, mm. the big yellow train, the bright line, which is back and better than ever. It's like a resort on the tracks. I'm not even joking. Ken, what are you talking about? What a dopey thing to say. No, 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 no. You can show up to one of the stations, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, grab a drink if you have the premium plan. You get on the train, premium rider, kick your feet up. They will serve you drinks and snacks on the bright line. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights did it over the weekend, and I thought he was going to move in on the train. Like, it wasn't actually going to go home. You were just going to live on the train. I spent Stone. like 20 minutes taking selfies. Showing everybody. Yeah. Mom, you were. Mom, dad, I'm yeah. never driving again. Some people go to resorts and take selfies and throw it up on the Instagram feed. He was on the train. He was on the Bright Line doing the same exact thing. Bright Line back and better than ever. New restaurant, station upgrades, new Bright Line Plus service gets you to and from the stations. You go car-free, care-free, pressure-free in South Florida. It's easier than ever. The trains run, like I said, between Miami, West Palm, and Fort Lauderdale, especially if you're going to a heat game that drops you off steps from the ftx arena i mean you're right there you see it when you get off the train that's what i do i do the all-inclusive package down to the miami heat games you don't have to worry about parking you get to enjoy yourself and the company beforehand it's literally perfect i'd almost say if you're going to a heat game and you don't take bright line you're kind of dopey right now groups of four more can save 25 percent on smart fares just enter the code all aboard on the brightline app or on gobrightline.com get your discount whether you're riding with family friends or colleagues plus kids under the age of 12 get to ride the brightline for free with the purchase of an adult ticket download the brightline app or visit gobrightline.com enjoy the brightline it's back and better than ever in 2022 Jeanette stop making me late we're late for a break we got to get to break Jeanette Javier with me on this Wednesday I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3 from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Presenting sponsor of Ken LaVica Live, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. What about the Bengals? We've been talking pressure. We haven't even thought about the Bengals. I feel like they've already won their Super Bowl, right? They got their first playoff win since 91. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. Everybody loves Jamar Chase. Zach Taylor's giving out game balls in Cincinnati bars after the game. My first thought, this is such a sign of the times, Jeanette, is... Here we go. COVID protocols. (laughs) As soon as he's showing up in the Cincinnati bars after the game, handing out game balls to fans, I'm like, oh, man, he's not going to be available for the Bengals Did you disinfect this? I know. It's so lame. Where's the Lysol wipe on this? I know, it's so annoying. But I feel like now that it's, well, Thursday or Wednesday, today's Wednesday, they're all good. Haven't heard of any COVID protocols. The Bengals survived that. Excellent. They have the Titans this weekend. But I don't think the Bengals have any pressure. They've done what they set out to do. Young quarterback, won a playoff game. They did it in thrilling fashion. If they lose, will Cincinnati be sad? Sure. Is it demoralizing? Absolutely not. They've, They've won their Super Bowl this year. This was the first playoff game that they've won in 31 years. Yeah, there's no pressure there. So they've over-exceeded over expectations, yeah. in my opinion. Everybody yeah. in Cincinnati is already happy they could move on. By the way, FAU's Trey Hendrickson, what's up? Leading that Bengals defense. It's a lot of good FAU How right now. exciting is that? When awesome. I was watching Devin Singletary, uh-huh. 
for the And she Bills. knows him by Devin. Just so you know, Jeanette knows him by Devin. <laughs> this isn't a Singletary. This is a first-name, non-nickname basis for Jeanette. Devin. Anyway, so just watching FAU and how that program and organization has grown, where we're seeing the, the, their players, alums, have big-time moments yeah. in NFL playoff games, I was ecstatic about it. It's awesome. To see Trey Hendrickson just abusing quarterbacks all season after making his money, he hasn't disappeared. In fact, he's led in Cincinnati. He's been... He's uh, just gotten better. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. Just Not just better. on that team, but in the league. And then Motor Singletary, who's had... Uh, Devin. I mean, Devin, thank you. Just a rejuvenated season. It seemed like he was on that running back track where, all right, you're useful, and now we're going to release you. But this year, they found new ways to utilize him. He's a legitimate pass-catching threat out of the backfield now. He's, he's able to find room now in the running game. Uh, he's been excellent since about October on. Motor Singletary's the guy. Like they, he's restored himself. Buffalo wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Devin Singletary, which is a lot for a running back. Harrison Bryant, multiple touchdowns. Harrison Bryant, well. of the Browns. Yeah, I mean they're terrible, but he was a bright spot in the last <laughs> month of the season. Um, by the way, I don't know what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield, but when I see Jarvis Landry tweeting about uh, OBJ being able to throw the football and tweeting positive things about OBJ since he got to the Rams. It definitely seems like in that dynamic, that power struggle, there was a lot of pro OBJ in that locker room as opposed to pro Baker. I don't think Baker Mayfield has a ton of friends in that Browns locker room right now. And it might be because he's just sort of petulant. He's very childish. And he attacks anybody. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He's sensitive. For a guy with so much swag who wants to conduct himself on the sideline like he's a badass, he sure does not like outside criticism. And I wouldn't say Baker Mayfield has a lot of swag. I never would look at him and say, yeah, that guy's cool. He tries. Okay. He tries to have a lot of swag. And I think that's that kind of fake swag is not really leading. Yeah his players in the right direction. Well, clearly not. Clearly not. At least this season. Don't uh, be fake. Don't fake swag, people. He is kind people of People don't like it. Now, Stone, I think you're a big Baker guy. I think Stone, Stone not with the, the negative attributes, but Stone reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield. Kind of undersized. As he points at me. Did you see that? Undersized quarterback. I'm about, to, I'm about to come after that. Let's go. So, Baker Mayfield, defend Baker Mayfield, Stone. I mean, his swag is not fake. I, I mean, well, all that he's done through college and everywhere he's been, I mean, I think he's backed it up for the most part. It gets sloppy at times, but the, I mean, the way he walks and talks and the way he plays his game and his toughness, I mean, he played an entire season, not an entire season, a half a season with what, a separated shoulder or or somewhere along the oh, line. Oh, don't worry, and he definitely wanted to tell you about it. Oh, he, oh, he most, uh, <laughs> right. But I mean, I mean, he's tough. I think he's gritty and... Uh, his commercials are just phenomenal. This it's is the so- problem, though. You can't be so average to below average and have so many commercials. So many good commercials. What is more annoying, by the way? I, uh, this is pertinent to Buccaneers fan Jeanette. All of Baker Mayfield's commercials where he lives at the Brown Stadium or Rob Gronkowski's USAA commercials? Uh, I mean, enough already. Uh, I Honestly, I'm going to go with Rob's USAA commercials. I mean, enough they're, already. And they're pretty bad. Like, they're it, not as funny. The director of the commercials, I feel like it was Rob. Here you go. Here's here's a, a pillowcase full of money. Now, act as dumb as humanly possible. And, like, we get the premise by now. There's eight different commercials, which are the same thing. Rob Gronkowski, why does he need that particular insurance so bad? Like, what is it about USAA insurance where he can't get the hint, you got to be part of the military community. No, you They tell to. him over and over, and he's unwilling to refuse it. What is it about <laughs> USAA insurance that Rob Gronkowski needs so badly? Pat McAfee asked the question on Twitter over the weekend, and I agree. What is it about USAA insurance? Rob, why can't you get it in your skull that it's for the military community? You're not in the military community. And it's so pathetic when he goes, well, I'm special. Rob. Feel better about yourself, man. You've won multiple championships. You have a lot to offer. You don't need that insurance. Oh, that's so nice of you. I know. Compliment him like that. When maybe he, this is maybe this is what he needs. When he says, Write I'm special, but I'm special. Rob, we know you're special, man. Maybe you should write him a letter. 
Dear Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> you don't need that insurance. Here are the reasons why. A, B, C, D, E. You have a wonderful girlfriend. Yeah. You have a personality. Life is good. You're a bunch of fun. Everybody wants a beer with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, I would definitely. 100%. But there's, there's countless insurance companies he could call. Absolutely. But they don't pay him. So I'll give Baker Mayfield that, Stone. So I guess he has the better commercials, but that's it. What what is more annoying? What's more annoying for your football viewing? Watching nonstop Baker Mayfield commercials or nonstop Rob Gronkowski insurance commercials? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is more annoying? The nonstop Baker Mayfield I live at the Brown Stadium commercials or Rob Gronkowski's insurance commercials? In defense of Baker Mayfield's commercials, they actually make you laugh. They do? I, I, they make me laugh. Call me cheesy. Call me a cornball. <laughs> I do not care. Like the Halloween one where he was when the kids were like, trick or treat, and he dumped the nachos, and then he put the cheese on top of them. That cracked me up. I was probably laughing for a solid two minutes. It's because the world hasn't broken Jeanette. She has a sunshiny disposition, which is why she thinks it's funny. Me, you know me, Jeanette, and, and Friday Night Lights absolutely knows me. He works with me every single day. I'm very cynical. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm very pessimistic, and so that's just not doing it for me from a Do comedic standpoint. Do you yell standpoint. at the clouds? <laughs> no, I don't. Not yet. I haven't gotten to that point oh, yet. Okay. But again, Rob, you're special. But USAA is for the military community. By the way, if USAA wanted to cut me a check for what I just did over the last five minutes, that would be great too. Because God knows it looks like they have more than enough, more than enough. Uh, money to be throwing around with their marketing. Real quick, before uh, we uh, we get to hour number two, the listening lunch on the way, we've been talking which team has the most NFL playoff pressure. Which team has the most NFL playoff pressure? Coach Clark says, tough year to say, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. They have to prove they can do something in the playoffs. Green Bay is a close second. Toby Srebnik says, it's the Packers, hand down. Aiden Pierce, Meher, Green Bay, hands down as the most pressure. That's where the two separate people used hands down, by the way, in their tweets. Eric tweeting, it's the Packers. Uh, you also have Mike Rocks, who says the Rams have the most pressure. They mortgaged everything. J.D. Robinson on Twitter, I'd say the Chiefs have the most pressure. Everyone believes that they have the talent to win multiple Super Bowls, but so far only the one. They need to win another or risk being compared to the 90s Atlanta Braves. Legendary talent, only one championship. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Where does the most NFL playoff pressure live now? And... What's more annoying for your football viewing? Baker Mayfield's I Live in the Brown Stadium non-stop incessant commercial loop or Rob Gronkowski constantly <laughs> trying to buy USAA insurance? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Very important topics, and we'll get your reaction when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.